Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. Hey everybody, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Uh, super excited to have our guest we have on today. Really thrilled that Buster Frierson got back to me so quick and was able to get him on the show. But before we uh, before we get to him, I got to mention our sponsor today. Our sponsor is Kim Class Jewelry. Kim Class has been making fine silver and gold jewelry for the past thirty years, and she's got just a wide variety of prices and styles. But she's introduced something here lately. It's an inspirational design. It's got a special meaning for barrel racers. It's a it's a dog tag like pendant. And it's got an arrow that forms uh, the shape of a cross. But that cross, as it's formed, is also following the pattern that barrel racers run in the arena. And on the back of the uh, pendant, it's inscribed, don't look back. So it's a really cool, really cool piece of jewelry. It's got a hidden meaning for barrel racers and also an inspirational inscription on the back. So check out Kim Class Jewelry, and that's class spelled with a K. Uh, She's on Instagram, at Kim Class Jewelry. She's also on Facebook, and then also at kimclass.com, hashtag go fast with class. So today, hey, I have on the podcast a super cool guest, excited to talk to him and, and find out what's what's going on in his life. So uh, Buster, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Thank you, Dan. I appreciate it, man. Appreciate it very much. Hey, so some people may may not know who you are, but give us a little background on you and in how you got started in cowboy lifestyle and in just a little bit about your history. <laughs> well, I've been a lot of people don't know who I am, but anyways, uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm Buster Frierson. I am uh, I, I live west of Fort Worth, about 25, 30 minutes west of Fort Worth. I run a small cow calf operation, run a few yearlings here and there. Um, I ranch rodeo quite a bit. And have for I don't know twenty twenty five years. I'm kind of telling my age now, but uh, I, uh, I I I just kind of a cowboy. I grew up. My dad was a cowboy. My granddad was a cowboy. And, you know, I kind of grew up being a cowboy. Not not on a not in a big ranch aspect. I guess what I call big ranching, but uh, just a cowboy that does what has to be done to make a living, uh, whether it be you know, catching cows for the next door neighbor or running your own cows or tending the yearlings for a guy, just kind of, kind of a guy that did anything and everything to make a dollar to feed his family. That's kind of where, how I grew up. And that's kind of me to this day. Um, you know, it's kind of, that's kind of a light background on me, I guess. I don't, I don't know what else really, what else I, I've got a boy that's uh, 13 years old and he lives with me here at the ranch and, uh, like I say, I go to quite a few ranch rodeos in the WRCA and just different jackpot ranch rodeos around, just different things like that, really. Cool. Now, did, were you raised in Texas? Is that where you grew up? Yes, sir. Yeah, I grew up out west of Abilene, about 65 miles west of Abilene in a little small community named Roby. Um, I grew up there. My family's all from around Roby, Rotan area, Fisher County, and then, uh, when I went to high school, I went to high school in Roscoe is actually where I graduated, which is about 30 miles southwest of there. So uh, always was kind of around, I guess, that 
that part of the world, you know, when I'm growing up and my family's from that way. And I'm, I moved up to Fort Worth, um, chasing a girl actually and never left. So, (laughs) (laughs) and and I kind of, I kind of just stayed around, around the edge of Fort Worth, Weatherford, Toledo, um, Benbrook, just kind of around the, the outskirts of Fort Worth, I guess for the last 25 years I've been up here. Yeah. Now when you, when you were in, uh, in high school, did you high school rodeo or anything, or you played football, other sports? I didn't. No, I didn't high school rodeo. We didn't have a high school rodeo team there at Roscoe, but I did, you know, I played all three sports and football, basketball, track, played golf, I guess my senior year kind of did a little bit of anything and everything, you know, and I still cowboyed around a little bit, even through high school, but just, uh, I guess what you call just working, you know, I mean, not, not rodeoing, but working. I had a buddy that was a team roper and we team roped a little bit here and there and kind of started doing a little, that's kind of when the ranch rodeo deal scene kind of took off around there. Mm-hmm. We started doing a few little junior ranch rodeos, you know, for kids. And, uh, that's kind of, that's, that's about what I did, you know, I mean, nothing, no rodeo per se, you know, like high school rodeo. No, sir. I was growing up. We AJ rodeoed, you know, when I was up until I got in high school and started playing sports, we AJ rodeoed, AJRA. And uh, rope kids, broke break away, road steers, you know, did the did the whole AJRA deal growing right. up until I got in high school and got to playing sports. But so I was around rodeo, but I just wasn't a, it just wasn't a big part of my life once I got into high school. Yeah. Now you the all the cowboying you do now and in, in ranching, do you do all for yourself or do you do outside day work too or? You know, I work for a family right now, and I've worked for them. I've run this place for 16 years for them and uh, lived here and worked here and ran this place. And I I did before I worked here. I just day worked around. I rode horses for the public, started a lot of colts, and day worked for quite a few ranches around all over Texas. And um, But now I just kind of run this place and do a few things on, on the side when I can. You know, I'll go catch a cow here, go – go help somebody brand some kids over here. Just kind of one of them deals. When I can slip off, I'll, I'll, I'll get gone and go kind of change the scenery for a day or two and help some people and try to enjoy, enjoy the actual aspects of cowboy. And, you know, instead of the manager and <laughs> right. <I guess. laughs> there's two different aspects to that. You're, if you're a manager, you don't get to enjoy the cowboy aspect of it because you're worried about everything else. And so it's good to get away and, kind of go just be be there from your neck down and just get the cowboy i enjoy that a lot to be honest with you yeah that's that's the the romantic part that we all love so much about it right just you bet yeah you bet it it, you kind of lose that when you're in charge of everything and it all depends (laughs) on what you're doing and what you're not doing and you kind of when you're having the boss it it's not near as much fun being a boss as it is just being a cow puncher yeah yeah that's that's too cool yeah, so you know, I talk about it a lot on on this podcast just uh, about how the cowboy is, you know, an iconic figure not only here in America but but basically worldwide and and just like you were talking about the you know the romantic part of just, you know, just cowboying. What what do you what do you think it is about that 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 captures people everywhere? You know, when people see, you know, somebody in a cowboy hat or somebody you know like you just that, that image of the ruggedness tough guy. Uh, yeah. I think you, I think you nailed it right there. I think it's the ruggedness. It's a freedom. It's the, uh, solidarity. It's the, uh, 
it's it, those those guys. The cowboy portrays the cowboy portrays somebody that tends to himself and tends to his animals and doesn't need anybody, you know. And I think mm-hmm. that's I think that's a big iconic thought to a lot of people, you know. They don't want to have to depend on somebody to to provide for them. I guess we uh, for better for lack of better words, you know. Right. And the cowboy seems like that, you know. Even back in the old westerns, they always provided for themselves, no matter what. They protected themselves. They protected their family. They protected what they what they loved. They protected their animals. You know, right. and it was just them. They didn't need anybody, you know. And I think that's a that's something that's lost in today's world. Everybody's got to have a somebody tend to them, you know. There's a convenience right. store on every freaking corner, and everybody wants it right now. And nobody wants to do anything very. It doesn't. That takes very long, you know. Where the cowboy's just out there tending to himself, doing his own deal, you know. And they yeah. uh, they're tough. They're rugged. They're kind of they fend for themselves, you know. I mean, it's it's uh, the freedom. I think the the freedom that a cowboy personifies, they, you know, they trot over the hill into the sunset off to the next blue horizon, you know I mean? Yeah. Who knows what they're going to do? And it doesn't really matter to them, you know I mean? Because they can tend to their self. They doesn't, you don't need, they don't need a job, you know, they just go tend to their self and do what they need to do. Right. Absolutely. I think that's a, I think that's a big part of why the cowboy is such an iconic figure is, uh, you know, just because of that freedom and that ruggedness and that independence. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So now, um, speaking of, you know, cowboys and, in and nowadays, and you know, of course this podcast is called modern cowboy, you know, and <clears throat> you know, you've got a, a pretty good, uh, social media following. Um, h- how did that come <laughs> about? Was it, was that, was that something that, you know, you'd planned or was it something that, uh, <laughs> no. You know, no, no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. I, you know, what's crazy is it's the world is, the world is a crazy deal and who you run into and who you run across and how stuff lines up and how the stars align. I mean, it's a, you never know what's going to happen when it's going to happen. Actually how the social media deal started for me was I had a guy come to work for me and his name Bert Koontz and who I'm partners with in Bison Union and uh, Bison Union is a uh, small apparel Americana company and uh that we we made a few t-shirts and a few ball caps and bird is a ex-military spec ops army ranger green beret i'm not real good on all the army lingo or, or military lingo because i right. was never i never served but bird's a ex special ops guy that served the country for 15 years and did a lot of cool stuff that I would have loved to do, you know? And yeah. So anyways, kind of a long story short, he came to work for me when he retired and he just wanted to work on a ranch. And we, he ran across a guy that knew me and he asked that guy, said, man, how do you, I want to work on a ranch. You know, anybody that I could work on a ranch for, you think would talk to me about it. And the guy told him, said, yeah, I know one guy. So he called me and we got in contact with Bert and me and him visited and he came to work for me. And, uh, Bert had a pretty good following on social media, mm-hmm. Facebook and Instagram and that kind of stuff. And he got to kind of posting some pictures of me and posting some pictures of the ranch, just being out here, you know, and just showing his experience on the ranch. And of course, through his following, he developed a few more following, you know, because of the ranch deal and the cowboy right. deal. And he got, he kept telling me, and this was probably, I don't know, two and a half years ago, three years ago, he worked for me four years ago. So, about 
year, about a year, we rocked along there, and he finally told me. He said, "Man, Buster, you're gonna." Have to, he's like, "You need to get Instagram." And he's like, "You need to." Get, I'm like, "I don't even. I didn't even know what Instagram was, to be honest with you." Right. I'm like, "What?" He's like, "You need to get this Instagram deal." And so I was like, "I don't need that shit," you know, and just kind of <laughs> whatever. And uh, we rocked along there, and he, of course, then when we started our company, and uh, kind of got a little more in depth with it, and a little more needy for some advertisement i guess or just some more publicity he was like you need to get instagram and so i handed him my phone one day of course everybody's got a phone even cowboys i handed him my phone i said well hook it up put it on there whatever you want to do fix it i don't know how to go about it so he did and uh of course like i say he had a pretty big following and he got to he got to once he got me set up on instagram he got to kind of posting some pictures and doing some things and tagging me in them and Right. It just it just steamrolled after that, you know, and it's crazy to me because it just it blew my blew blew me away. I was like, why do people want to? You know, I mean, it just it's I don't know. I mean, I guess I do the same thing because now that I'm on Instagram, I I follow people that do cool stuff, you know, that right, right. that I think's cool, and so that's that's the same principle, I guess, is why they follow me. I don't know. It's a, it blows my mind though. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's interesting because it's the same thing with. Uh, you know, like uh, the podcast, uh, you know, people that don't live a cowboy lifestyle or Western lifestyle, but, but, you know, somewhere in their heart, everybody, you know, I believe, you know, wants to be a cowboy. And I think everybody should at least own a good hat and a good pair of boots, whether they can own a horse or not, you know, but uh, people people love to be able to see that, you know, and I get, I get messages all the time. I'm sure you do. And, and I was talking to, uh, I believe it was Chris Peterson. I had him on and he's a photographer and a country artist. And, He's talked about a guy that was working in Wall Street and messaged him one day about just being able to see his pictures makes his day and stuff. And I think I think that's a part of it, you know. And you know when I, I when I discovered you know you and, and who you were, you know, and started you know seeing your posts and stuff. And it, it's just it's a great way to experience you know uh, the, that that lifestyle, even though you may not be doing that exact thing at that time, you know. And, and pictures are cool. You bet. And, you no, know, I, I agree fully. It's a it, it, the social media world is uh, it's changed so much you know even even in the cowboy world it's kind of oh, yeah. it's yeah. it's crazy you know in the ranch world the cowboy world it, it, i tell you a funny story i went and helped some guys brand some kids back a few months ago older guys were driving riding up in the front and i've i've helped them a long time and they're older than me i'm they're in their mid-60s and one of them's two sons are sitting in the back seat with me and we're headed over. It's three thirty in the morning, four o'clock in the morning. We're headed over to meet these other guys, brands for kids. And they're jacking with their phones. These two boys are in their twenties. They're 21, 22. And so then I've got, you got me, I'm 44. And then you got the two 65 year olds in the front seat. <laughs> and, uh, I was kind of, I was kind of watching them boys on their phone and they, uh, what the dad sees the light on and the boys, he's like, turn them phones off. I'm sick of them phones, you know, and he's talking about it. And I said, what do you mean you're sick of them phones? He said, oh, them phones are going to be the downfall of the downfall of the world. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah. I said, you don't have a phone in your pocket. He said, yeah. And he pulls it out and it's a flip phone. Right. And uh, he pulled it out and I said, yeah, but you still got a phone. He's like, yeah, but I don't have one like they do. And I said, yeah. But you got a pickup that's got an air condition and a radio in it. And you're pulling an <laughs> aluminum trailer with a stack of horses in there. I said, so more than likely your dad didn't have all that stuff either. Did he? And he was like, I don't even want to talk to you. Be quiet back there. 
so you know i mean it was funny it's funny how stuff evolves and how how people change and how stuff changes you know and it's uh yeah I, I said that's kind of like that movie Monty Walsh. He said the vehicle was going to be the ruin of the de- ruin of the nation, you know. Right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's the downfall of the cowboy, the, the 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 motor vehicle, you know. And so now we're hundred years out of that, and everybody's got a vehicle, and everybody's got a phone that ties into your vehicle and tells you how to drive it if you want it. Exactly. You're you're so right yeah. there, you know. And, and it's so funny because uh, there isn't hardly you know any punchy dude this side of West Texas that don't have an iPhone and hasn't roped one and jumped off, had it tied on and took a picture, oh, yeah. you know, so. You bet, you bet. You know, years and years and years ago, there was a guy called Irwin. He did a bunch of them photographs, but he had to go with them and set his tripod up and put his cape over his head when he took right. those pictures of them cowboys, you know, and had to go stay with them for months on the end out on the prairie and out in the pastures. And, <laughs> but now you can now you can do it yourself. You can just snap a picture as you're trotting along, you know, which is, which is cool. I think we'll look a hundred years from now, our grandkids will look back and go, man, you know, whether we're still cowboying or whether they're growing beef in a Petri dish, I don't know, but uh, you know, I mean, they'll, they'll look back and think we're pretty cool. You know, that we got to take pictures of stuff doing, doing cowboy stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. Hey, so let's let's talk about the uh, Bison Union. I, I, you know, I I wasn't aware yeah. that are you you're uh, one of the founders or part owner in that company or? Yes, sir. Uh, Bert Koontz, like I say, he kind of started it and kind of we we got that deal kicked off here while he was working for me, and mm-hmm. I am part owner in it. Not a very big part, but I am part owner in it. And uh, Bison Union is, uh, uh, like I say, Bison Union and Bison Union Coffee is. It's kind of a tie between the military and the, what I would say, the farmer, American rancher, farmer slash agriculturalist. I I don't know how you would want to put it, but the blue collar, blue collar American that provides for his family and provides for other people and, and then the military. So it's kind of a combination of the two because Bert, like I say, was in the military and did a lot of cool stuff and long time and, uh, once he came to work for me here at the ranch, it it intrigued him, and he'll and he'll tell you this, and I don't, he'll tell you that it changed his life. You know, I mean, it it gave him a kind of a somewhere to go with what he had done and what he had had learned in the military, and right, he uh, was kind of lost at the time when he came to work for me, and didn't really know where to go or how to get about because he'd been in the military his whole adult life, you know, and once he retired and got kicked out into the general public he was like he t- he'd tell you he's like i didn't know what to do you know he's like i've been in the military all my life and nobody telling me what to do and he said i didn't really know what to do i was kind of lost and when he came here he just kind of he kind of decompressed i guess and yeah just went back to work you know just went back to the fundamentals of just work right. and and that's what i told him when he came to work for me i was like man you can work for me 40 hours a week or 100 hours a week there's always something to do on the ranch Right. And I'm always working. So as much as you want to work, we can work. And I said, it's not going to be what everybody thinks it is. You know what you think it is. You're not going to be riding horses and catching cows and <laughs> tying bulls down and, you know, branding kids every day. I mean, we build fence and we clean water troughs out and we paint the barn. And if plumbing's broke, we plumb. And if we need a mechanic on a tractor, we mechanic on a tractor. And I mean, it's just work. It's just good old fashioned break your back sweat your ass off hard labor 
Yeah. And I said, and then there's times that we will. We'll brand kids and we'll go catch a cow and we'll go tie a bull down. And I mean, we'll do that cool stuff too. But the majority of ranch work around here, the modern day cowboy, I guess, would, I mean, you got to be able to do everything. And in my opinion, yeah, them big ranches are, they're cool and they got some really neat stuff. And those, there's, those are really good cowboys out there. And I don't take nothing away from those guys that live on them big outfits that, they get to stay horseback 90% of the time, man. That's, that's awesome, you know, right. but a lot of the operations nowadays aren't that big and mine being one of them, you have to be the, you have to be everything, you know I mean? You got to be able to, you got to be able to manage the grass and you got to be able to go catch a cow and you got to be able to build fence and you got to be able to design a set of pins and you got to be able to paint the barn and re-roof the barn if you need to be, you know I mean? And be a plumber and mechanic and lawn boy and, <laughs> everything else under the sun you know i mean you i, I put on <laughs> i put on a welding hood about just as much as i put on my cowboy hat you know i mean it's like fixing gates and pins and trying to fix something to make it better where it's easier for when we do work and when it is the fun stuff you know i mean right. so that's a today's world that's that's kind of how it's going and i see you know there's smaller operations and it's uh it's just one of them deals where it's evolving and whether yeah. it's for the better or the worse, I don't know. I mean, that's, I guess that's up to whoever's doing it. I don't yeah. know. Absolutely. But uh, so, so now, so, a, so now Bert, he, so back to, yeah, he, he's running, he's running. So back to, go ahead. Yeah. So back to Boston union, you know, I mean, so Bert runs it, he tends to it and he's in Sheridan, Wyoming. We we just opened a coffee shop up there, and uh, Bert was Bert was kind of tied in with uh, the Evan Hafer, who started Black Rifle Coffee, and yep. uh, Bert knew him in previous years, and Evan was kind enough to kind of take Bert under his wing and kind of show him the ins and outs of the small business and starting a small business, and of course we've all become pretty good friends, and Bert and Evan were already good friends, but I've become friends with Evan as well. And so now we've kind of got a coffee line going through Black Rifle. They they roast and bag all our coffee and we sell like four or five different roasts of coffee, small batch kind of individual coffees. Right. And uh we sell those and like I say, we opened a coffee shop in Sheridan right across from King Ropes and uh, just crazy how, like say it started this deal, it's crazy how the stars align and what happens. And I'd have never, I'd have bet you a million dollars that I don't have that. I'd have never, I'd never own a coffee shop in Sheridan, Wyoming or be a part of anything that cool. And yeah. sure enough, here we are, you know, I mean, it is what it is. It's crazy how people you meet and opportunities that come around when you do meet people and what happens i mean if you if you take advantage of them. today's episode is brought to you by modern cowboy performance nutrition their brand of clinically researched products help support overall health do you want to burn fat build lean muscle improve strength increase energy and vitality help with pain relief go to www.thecowboyway.com register to get your personal discount code Take the bull by the horns and use the brand that cowboys love. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so you, you got all the cowboy and ranch and everything going on you do there. And now, you, you know, your partner's in a, 
apparel coffee company and stuff. And, and how about the Schaefer Outfitters? How, how'd that come about and start doing some, some modeling for them? Well, yeah, yeah. Schaefer's kind of the same way. It's, um, they, they opened a store just across the road from me about five miles from the ranch. Mm-hmm. And there's some distribution warehouses and different things over there. And I saw them put a sign up over there. It says Schaefer Outfitters. One day I was coming in and I'll exit right there at those distribution warehouses. And and I was like, I'll be dang. I think I got had some Schaefer stuff, you know, I think it's Western stuff. I know I've had a Schaefer vest or something. And so I kept seeing the sign up, kept seeing the sign up. You could tell they were just kind of opening it. So one day I just pulled in there walked in the front door and they, the door was actually open. They weren't, they weren't open for business, but the door was open and I walked in there. They had their showroom. They kind of have a little showroom up front and you can go in and buy shirts and pants and jackets and vests and all their stuff that they carry. And, uh, of course they kind of looked at me funny. I walked in there with my hat and boots and spurs on. I introduced myself and they were like, uh, we're not opening up my like, That's cool. I just wanted, I said, I was just checking, you know, on this, I've had some of your stuff before and we got to visiting and told them where I was at and who, you know, who I was. That didn't mean a whole lot to them at all, but I told them I'd run a ranch right across the road. So once they kind of got open, we, we kind of got to, I'd go in there here and there and they, uh, they got to following me on social media just because they were kind of getting started around in that social media platform too, Instagram, right. Facebook, and the Nick, Nick Grant, which is Rick Grant and Nick Grant's his son. And Lynn is uh, Nick's mother. They, uh, Nick's kind of does the social media. He's the younger of the bunch and he does the social media. And so he called me one day and he said, Hey, and we'd become friends. I'd stopped in there and, bought a few things here and there and just bs with them and nick asked me said would you like to do some stuff for me you know just like take some pictures and see you bet man you whatever so i did and i started kind of i developed a relationship with them through that you know i mean and now they're like my family you know i mean they they've been really good to me and their products are just out of this world good and i uh I can't be more proud to be a part of the Schaefer Outfitters, to be honest with you. I mean, it just kind of, it just kind of fell in there like it's supposed to, you know, as I say, again, the stars aligned just right and they opened up right across the interstate from me. So what's the coincidence of that is just unbelievable, but we are, we're like, I, I feel like they're my family and uh, they, I think they feel the same way about me. Yeah. So. That's very cool. Cool story. So then, yeah, yes, sir. you rep some other brands too, as well. Um, uh, American Hat Company. And you bet. Yes, sir. Cat- yeah, Cactus. American Hat, Cactus Ropes. Um, you know, they're kind of my my two two of the other ones that I rep quite a bit. And American Hats, of course, they're they're over here in um, Bowie, Texas. And yeah. I've got a good friend that works at Best Hat, which is in Northside, what I call Northside, the stockyards in Fort Worth, and kind of the same deal he kind of saw my social media deal blowing up and he hit me up one night we were at Northside, actually at the red steagall cowboy gathering and uh-huh. we were down there rodeo and i run into him and he's like hey and i'd already wore american hats here and there you know and had a few of them he said i want you to wear my hats and i'm like oh you bet i will and he's like no i'm serious i want you to wear my hats and i'm like okay no problem you know and, and that was just kind of how it went about that was right. i'm like you bet and so they 
they take care of me and build a great product as well, you know, and it's American made and it's right down here in Bowie, Texas where they make them. And it's, uh, you know, American hats is, they've been very good to me as well, you know? And so I've done some stuff with them and cactus ropes the same way. I ride cactus saddles and use cactus ropes. And it's, it's crazy how the social media deal is now, but it is what it is. And it's like I tell everybody else, man, you better take advantage of it while you take while it's here because it's it will be gone one of these days. Yep, yep. That's that's for sure. It's kinda of like the gold rush in this uh in you this form now. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, so sir. Who do you know yes, down there at the best hat store? Is it Danny or Danny, yes, sir. Yeah, Danny. Well, I know all of them pretty well, but Danny's kinda I've known Danny a pretty good time long time. Ryan's another one I've known a long time. Mm-hmm. Um so those two are kind of the main staples down there, but Danny's Danny's my man down there for sure yeah very cool so you you say you, you you have a son did you say you have a son that's 13 did you say or yes sir yeah I have a boy that's 13 his name's Ranger and uh he uh he's not here with me today he's with a buddy of mine he <laughs> a buddy of mine that used another guy that used to work for me and him are pretty good friends and he took him to Sonora to a ranch down there and they were going to go down there and work this week. And so he was fired up about getting away from dad and getting to go hang out with a really cool guy, you know? Right. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, he, a uh, good kid. Like I say, he's a uh, 13 going into eighth grade. And he, uh, he really, he, he was really excited about getting to go with my buddy down there. He was, he's going to get to go with a real cowboy down there. <laughs> That's great. So, um, in, in, we know what, what, what your favorite cowboy hat is. What, what, what kind of boots you like? What, what boots you wear? Man, I'll tell you what, I, I've been having Clay Miller over at Ramblin' Trails custom boots here in Fort Worth. He builds my boots and has for about the last five years. And, uh, uh, Clay's another one of those guys. I mean, pretty much I do business with everybody. They're, they're my buddies, you know, I mean, they're my friends, they're my family and Clay's kind of the same way. We've known each other a long time and he, he, he's the same way. He's got a last that really built, fits my foot good and does really good work. And so I, I've used Clay the last five years, six years, maybe. And he, uh, he, he right down there across from the new Coliseum where they're building the new Coliseum in Fort Worth. Uh, right. he's got his shop down there and like I say, it's rambling trails, custom boots and it's clay Miller. And you can go in there and get anything from pink elephant to purple giraffe. So, I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> and anything and everything in between and big wide toes, the to little French toes, the to big high heels, the flat heels. So it just kind of whatever he can hook you up for sure. That's great. That's great. So now are you, yes, sir. the ranch rodeos that you're competing in, what, uh, are, are you guys do that? Do you have a specific team that you like to, to, you know, to work with or how, how do you guys get, get uh, hooked up in those? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's ranch rodeos around here and just like there is kind of everywhere in the Southwest, mm-hmm. I guess there's every weekend you could go to our little jackpot ranch rodeo, which most of those rodeos you go, I go with a certain number of, you know, you go with a certain group of guys. Now they might change one or two people here and there depending on who can go and who can't go, but there's a core group of guys that I use and get to go with. And, uh, but then we do to the jackpots, but then we also go to the WRCAs, which is the working ranch cowboy association. And those you have to, 
you have to qualify and you have to meet their requirements at the beginning of the year to get a membership card and a team card, and you have to stick with those guys. You, you can have up to six on the card, and when you enter a rodeo, you the, the WRCA qualifying rodeos that you have to, like I say, you have to meet their qualifications. You have to have so many cows. You have to make so much money if you're a day worker, and you have to be a full-time employee if you're not, and it's – you know, they're, they're trying to keep it where it's not the put-together, throw-together teams. And they're trying to keep it where, the you know, the competition is pretty equal. Where right. you can, you know, you're not you're not getting one guy that's getting a loaded team. And then you got one ranch that they got, you know, the five guys that work for them on the ranch. And so right. they, they keep the competition very, very even, I guess we should say. Yeah. Because of the requirements and the rules and. They have 23, 24 rodeos a year all over the country. And mainly, and I say all over the country, you know, they have some in Nebraska, Kansas, New Mexico, Oklahoma, Texas, Arizona. I think they got one in, I think they have one or two in Wyoming. They used to have one in Florida. I don't know if they do anymore, but they, Louisiana. And then at the end of the year in November, they take to, qualify for the world you have to win one of those qualifying rodeos gotcha and so they take 24 23 or 24 teams to amarillo in november for the world finals and it's uh it's a heck of a rodeo it's a heck of a week it's four performances uh thursday friday saturday and sunday and they have a heck of a program up there and it's a it's a cool deal so it's a lot of fun uh the rodeo pays really good they got a lot of good trinkets it's a it's a good organization. They give back to the Working Ranch Cowboy with their crisis fund mm-hmm. and uh, scholarship fund. You know, I mean, so it's a it's an organization that gives back to the Working Ranch Cowboy. If you get hurt and uh, you're a member of the WRCA, and I don't even know if you have to be a member to be honest with you, if you get hurt working and they hear about it, they'll they'll offer up some money or offer up some help any way they can. Yeah. with their crisis foundation and they also have like say a scholarship fund that that benefits the working ranch cowboys kids and uh it's just an all-around really good organization and and then the wrcas i do have a core group of guys that i go with mm-hmm. and we combine they allow you to combine two ranches if you don't have enough guys which me here at the ranch it's just me by myself full time and then i of course i use some day workers when i need some help and I take one day worker with me, which is John C. Bryan. And uh-huh. then on the other side, our combined ranch that we combine with is Sarko Creek, which is part Greason and Cap uh, Houston and Ty Looper. So they're Very from cool. down around Goliad, Victoria. And uh, we combine our two ranches and go as a team with five of us like that. So we won, uh, we won the Haskell Ranch Rodeo back in June and qualified us for the world. And so we'll be back at the world in November. And uh, I guess this will be the ninth time I've been to the world. Man. In the WRCA World Finals. So it's uh, it's pretty cool. It's, yeah. uh, it's one of those deals you like to try to make the world finals because it, cause it's a cool event and it's a cool, cool association and it's a very, very competitive rodeo. Yeah. Now, so. in the nine years you've been there, have you seen it growing? Have you seen the uh... – you know, the, the fan base grow or, or the, you know, the, the number of teams that they're having there or what, what's it look like? Yeah. The fan base sure enough's grown. And, uh, you know, the teams generally stay about the same because they can only put on so many rodeos. So it's 22 to 25 teams every year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, excuse me. 
but the fan base has grown and I think the fan base has grown just as well because of social media also. You yeah. know, I mean, it's so it's so easy to find out about stuff now through the social media that right. uh, people that didn't know about it, they know about it just because they scrolled through it on Instagram I and mean, they saw a picture and they clicked on it wondering what it was, you know, and it's WRCA World Finals in Amarillo, you know, and you yep. click on their page and it sends you right over to it and it tells you everything and anything you need to know about it. And so the fan base has grown dramatically. That thing fills up every night, you know, which is it's a big it's a big it's a big venue there at the Amarillo Expo, and it's a uh, you know it fills up and it's hard to get in. You better get your tickets when they tell you to get them. Otherwise, you might not get them for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You know, Thursday's probably pretty easy to get to, right. just because a lot of people have to work. You know, Thursday, but. The majority of the time, it's full. You know, I mean, yeah. they have a huge trade show. They have a big, big eating area, hospitality room for the contestants and their families, and they take care of them. They have a lot of entertainment, and it's just a, you know, through the social media, the fan base has grown quite a bit. I think. Yeah, that's great. Sure enough. Sure enough. Well, hey, Buster, we're kind of getting close to the end of our time now, but uh, we we wouldn't be. Uh, complete if, if we didn't find out what's your your favorite all-time uh, cowboy movie <laughs> my favorite all-time cowboy movie man that's a hard one there's about five of them but uh i don't know i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to just probably i might jump out there and say tombstone there you go okay <laughs> yeah I, I know you were probably thinking i was gonna say lonesome dove but, no you know i close second yeah, I, I I I wasn't sure which one you're going to say, but everybody's everybody's got their you know their their favorites, and you know they all kind of run in that that same vein. But uh, I, I got to yeah, tell you, I mean, yeah. I, I'm sitting right here with the, there's a picture of uh, all four of the guys from uh, Tombstone on my wall right here in the studio, and and signed by <laughs> signed by yeah. all of them, you know. And and Doc Holliday was I don't know, man, you just you can't get you can't do too much better than that in in portraying a character. You know? No, it's. A- no, there's just, you know, I mean, like I say, Lonesome Dove was great. Don't get me wrong. I've yeah. watched it a hundred times, but Tombstone just had so many little, little in innu- innu- innuendos, I guess, for better, yeah. lack of better words, just yeah. little sayings <laughs> here and little, little quips here, little quips there, you know, it's just like, oh my goodness. It was just full of good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. Well, hey, Buster, man. Hey, I, re- I really appreciate you coming on. I really enjoyed talking to you, and and uh, I look forward to meeting you in person someday. I was actually just down in Texas for almost almost four weeks, and uh, around Weatherford and in the Decatur area, and then I was actually down in uh, all the way down south in uh, Rio and Mercedes too. But I'll, but I'll be back down there and uh, hopefully look you up and just uh, come meet you in person. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, come hang out. Come visit. We'll go drink a cup of coffee and eat some eat some biscuits and gravy or a- chicken abs- fried steak or something. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks well, again, sure. man. I I really really appreciate it, and uh, we'll 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 keep following you on uh, social media and uh, and and seeing what's happening in in the exciting world of the the real cowboy world. <laughs> well, I don't know about how real it is, <laughs> but uh, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on, and same with you. I'll, I'll keep up and let us keep in touch and come see me. Absolutely. Thanks again, Buster. I appreciate it. All right, Dan. Thank you. Hey, and I just want to thank our uh, sponsor again, Kim Class Jewelry. Kim, again, has been making fine jewelry for over 30 years. 
wide variety of styles and, and price ranges. Uh, check out her newest inspirational design, the dog tag pendant with the barrel racing pattern on it. And again, check her out at www.kimclass.com. That's all for now, and we'll see you next time. Hey, I want to thank all of our listeners and sponsors of the show. Without you, the show would not be possible. We so appreciate the reviews and ratings, which increases awareness in our effort to grow the fan base of the cowboy, rodeo, and Western lifestyle culture. If you are new to the show or have been a listener for a while and have just not had the opportunity to rate and review the podcast, it's really simple. Just trot your pony over to the iTunes Apple Podcast, click on the show, scroll down to rate and review, and give us a five-spur rating. The podcast is available on Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher, as well as many other platforms where you listen to podcasts. Just type Modern Cowboy Podcast into the search bar to subscribe, listen, rate, and review. And if you are interested in being a sponsor of the show to showcase your business, DM us on Instagram at Modern Cowboy Podcast or message us on our website, www.moderncowboypodcast.com. Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Every Friday afternoon, I hitch up the trailer Saddle up old rock and ice down a cooler I drive that old back road until it ends At the rope and pin We got them rusted out pickups and fancy rigs $20,000 horses, then there's my old stick Although we're all the same the minute we ride in to the roping pen Well, I ain't no play your speed But I give her hell, he can never can tell Someday I just might be We'll turn a few steers and we'll tell a few lies Kick back in the saddle and philosophize Most of life's problems Yeah, we're gonna solve them Down at the roping pen Yeah, we don't do it for the money Yeah, we're always broke Just ask Clint what he paid a rope He's lost a dozen wives Half the fingers on his hands To the roping pen And it takes a little skill And a little luck If you can talk smack You can back it up All oh, but we're all friends No matter who wins Down at the roping pen Someday I just might be We'll turn another pin of steers Tell a few more lies Drink another beer And hypothesize Most of life's problems By God we're gonna solve them Down at the roping pin
We'll see y'all again Next weekend Down at the Roman Pen Down at the Roman